Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Buzz Knight, the host of Taking a Walk, Music History on Foot. On this episode, we have an artist that oozes joy with her music, her sincerity, and her activism. She's a five-time Grammy Award winner. Her work includes amazing collaborations with artists such as Peter Gabriel, Carlos Santana, Alicia Keys, Brantford Marsalis, David Bowie, Lou Reed, Dave Matthews, among others. She's been named Woman of the Year by Forbes magazine. She's been called one of the most inspiring women in the world. Her name is Anjali Kidjo. The new Afro pop series from American Public Television bows to Queen Kidjo, and we welcome her to Taking a Walk next. Hi, Anjali. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm speaking to you. Uh, I would like to uh, congratulate you on the triumphant release of the uh, Afropop series and welcome to Taking a Walk. Uh, Thanks for having me. You are extremely humble. How does it feel being celebrated uh, via this uh, special series? Well, I, it's, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of uh, um, a humbling experience because I, I don't want to take credit for for the career that I have without paying tribute and thanking my parents for allowing me to go to school and to have a career at the same time, and that has been um, 
think that defines my commitment to do the best I can, whatever I do. And um, also the passion of the, the director of the movie. She has such a big passion for, for the story of my life and dedicates so much time to it. And I can't thank her enough for trying to do the best she can also to make, to make the story. I mean, it's so complicated. And it's, it's, it's just a story that is still on going on because I'm still alive and I, and I hope I could do more with my work to empower more people in the world and, and try to create a world in which it's easier to leave all of us together. I understand you continue to travel the world and, um, you know, once you arrive into a new spot or a familiar place, you get to your hotel and get yourself situated at that point. Uh, what is it you do right after that? I go to the city. I walk. I walk to see the people, how, uh, how they're living their life, and to also discover new places. You can't discover new places sitting in your, in your hotel room. And uh, when you're, you're a touring musician, that's, that's, that's what you do. Because you're so tired that you don't have the energy to, to, um, to, dis- to discover. And we, if I sit too long in one place, I just, my brain needs to function. So when I check into my hotel, I'll, I'll settle in my room, and then I'll go around and walk and walk and see which, which, what people eat, and I'll eat local food, or I'll, I will talk to people. Sometimes I, I walk into a store, and people look at me and say, are you the lady that are going to sing? And then I start talking to people, start knowing people, and invite them to the concert. I, it's, it's important for me to, uh, to reconnect with humanity when I get off plane after hours and hours and to see real people that live in the city that I'm going to play in and before I leave. What are some of your favorite places that you've recently uh, taken a walk? All of them. I started in the southern part of France this time around, and I, I did, everywhere I go, I was in, I was in um, Hamburg for a week at the beginning of the month um, of March. I was the curator of the season 2023-2024, and I curated 10 concerts. So it's a lot of work. And the first two days, I was free. So I will go, I will just like go to the city, walk and drink or, uh, water or buy juice or, I mean, it just, just walk to the train station also. It's, it was a little, like 15 minute walk from my hotel, cross the, the, the river. I just need to see people. I just need to, to talk to people and also practice my German because I've learned, I've studied German for five years and to, to see how my brain is functioning when it comes to speaking different languages. Activism is, is so vital to your mission. Women's rights, uh, climate, uh, equality. Um, who was the first person that influenced you and exposed you to activism? My mom and dad. My mom, when I was eight years old, she had a, a group of people, of young of women and mothers, uh, in when I was in the 60s, and they will every weekend go walk and take me with them to sing songs in which they are asking for women's right to decide who they want, for the, how they use the body, the right to vote, that women are not just 
are not things, possession. We are human beings. We want our right to be respected. I mean, I was singing those stuff. I was eight years old. I did not even realize the importance of it. And in the 60s, eight years old, and here I am, almost 63, and we're still talking about women's rights. And my question is, what is wrong with men? What threat do we pose to men that we, 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 we have to ask for something that is due to us? We have the right to live in a world where we are not just accessory. We are not just seen as mothers. We cannot just be defined by being mothers. We need to have a career even if you are mothers. Why having a, a, a child or children have to be a punishment? So for me, with my father being such a feminist that allowed my mom, my mom had 10 kids. I mean, we had we had 10 children. She has 14 pregnancy. And my father never stopped her from doing anything she wanted to do because my father said, she's my partner. She's my better half. I can't speak on her behalf. She has to be independent and free for me to be able to know that I am dealing with a human being. She's not my thing. So that's what I learned from my father. So I don't understand. We're into 21st century and we're still talking about women's rights. And that doesn't bother men to say, to, to just, Take it that, well, they have the right and nothing matters. You can't tell me you love your mother and not thinking that your mother has the right to be independent, to be seen as a human being. Otherwise, how do you see yourself? You know, activism and, and music were so key in the 1960s in, in the U.S., as you know. Um, are you surprised of the lack of activism today from, from many musicians? Oh, yeah, I am not surprised, but it's done differently today, I would say. In the 60s, it was, it was also uh, the Vietnam War, many issues, but then need to be sung. But people still do it because if you listen to the lyrics of songs, if you want to pay attention to it, there are a lot of women and men that are talking about issues that matter to us the most. We need to listen and act upon it. I think that music is a universal language that allowed us to tell a compelling story of our human, our shared humanity. And if we don't, we listen, but we don't hear. If we don't hear it, the day is gonna, we're going to realize we've been given the, the opportunity to do something and we didn't do it, it's going to be too late. For me, silence is a weapon also. It's, 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 it's the way we use silence. Silence can be a positive thing or it can be a deadly weapon. And, and, and we can't just say that we don't know all this. We can't do nothing about it. Don't let us not be lazy when it comes to the right of people. And let, let, let us not politicize people's rights. Let people be who they want to be. And otherwise, we, we just, we're just making people suffer for no reason. And it doesn't profit the one people that are imposing all those restriction on other people's rights. Because at the end of the day, if you want to take people's freedom away, it means that your freedom means nothing to you. Are there ever points that you lose, lose hope? Hope is stronger than fear. And I don't live in fear. It's one thing I learned from my father. My father said, fear is a jail cell you build for yourself. You don't remember where you put the key because it's too late for you to come back. Because you have put yourself in such deep hole of hate. Hatred has nothing positive about it. Because the question I always ask myself is that, why hate? If you hate somebody, it's because you hate yourself. Why do you hate yourself? What are the problems of your life? 
that you didn't have the courage to face, why your life is miserable, ask yourself those questions and start walking backward and find a solution to live a life where you're not angry or when you, where you are not hating on people that have done nothing to you because that don't bring you joy nor closure. Because that, you, you, you have to always to feed the heat, the, the hate and the anger. It takes so much energy. I don't have it in me. Not one day I, I wake up thinking something's going to happen to somebody. I don't have that time. I, don't, I was not raised like that. And I don't see people as color. And I will never judge people and generalize and put people in the same bucket. You can't do that. We are unique. We are one humanity, yet unique and special. We all have something to bring to the table in this world we live in. And when you think like that, you can't just go around hating people because of their skin color, because of this or because of that. You just have to love yourself and accept the fact that the world we live in is diverse. Our, our, I mean, look at the landscape in America. The southern landscape is different from the east side. I mean, America is a continent in itself. You can, you can travel from one place to the other in America and be in total different landscapes, I mean, setting. It's amazing. And I've toured America and I've seen it. I'm like, wow, what a country. It should make us humble and realize who we are and what we are. You know, some of your earliest influences I'd like to have you talk about uh, James Brown, uh, <laughs> Otis Redding. Arisa Franklin, Otis Redding, all of those. Yeah. Man, James Brown bring, brought the funk into my life. I mean, James Brown is the first artist that I heard in singing English. And I'm like, I have to learn this language because it becomes a rhythm. It becomes a dance. And I love dancing and I love rhythm. And then I start listening to the American music through the lenses of, of James Brown music, R&B, all of it. There's an artist that comes that's called James Brown that put all of those things in funk. Man, this is too cool, man. I'm like, whoa, this is fun. And um, I, 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 I was lucky enough to be raised in a household where my parents have opened their, their home to every single human being on this planet, and music. Music, sport, art, reading books. I mean, it's an amazing home I, I grew up in, and I, I, I took it for granted, wrong, wrong with it, thinking that it was the norm everywhere. And my father would say, read books. Just read. There have been people that come before us that have an experience that we have to share. And by reading books and learning more and more, you find out who you are, and what this world is about. We have to learn from the past. I saw this amazing photo of you on stage at a performance um, with um, Lou Reed, Laurie Anderson, David Bowie, <laughs> and Ray Davis, the Kinks. Uh, do you remember that moment? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was at Carnegie Hall, and we had fun. It was for the Tibet House concert that uh, Philip Glass produced every year. And, I mean, Patti Smith, all of them, we just finished the show, like, in, it's flamboyant. It's joyful. All of them, for me, it's, it's just the music that make it worth it. For us to be all on one stage, singing in one voice, a song of one of us. And 
And in that communion moment, there's just humanity, nothing else, no color, no language, no nothing. And then you're, I think, the only person I'm, I've ever spoken to who could actually say that they uh, cut the rug on the dance floor with uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> well, he asked me, he said, hey, sis, how low can you get? I said, let's go down, Mr. President, let's do it. So I brought him all the way to the ground. And he stood the challenge. He did it. I love it's it. The face of Mich- it was the face of Michelle that cracked me up. She's like, I'm not going down there with y'all. No way. <laughs> uh, what are you uh, listening musically uh, these days uh, that's new that you might expose us to? Well, I've been listening to uh, the new album of Davido. Uh, it's a singer from Nigeria. We did a song called, we did a song together called Namoni. And it's, it's just like, just killing it right now. And I've been sing, listening to also to Avo Pratt Prat music and many different musicians from around the world. So, because uh, with uh, Avo Pratt and, and Flip, uh, uh, Chris Blackwell and myself, we just won the Polar Music Prize. Um, and we're going to be celebrating together in, in May in Stockholm. So I've been revisit, re- revisiting different music, and I love, I love to listen to different things from classical music all the way to traditional music from my country. Well, lastly, can you, in a nutshell, explain to us the power of music and what it means to you? The power of music is, is something that brings us together. Wherever I've been in the world, and I walked on stage, I have the world at my feet. People come from different walks of life, and I think in language most of them don't understand, yet it unites us and strengthens us to look at each other and to see each other as human beings. The power of music heals. Music keeps you young, keeps your brain young for a long time, longer time than anybody else. And it's, it's amazing to see people at your, at your concert smiling, cheering. It makes you humble. You are an inspiring treasure, and I'm grateful that you were on our Taking a Walk. And congrats on the new release of the Afro Pop series. Uh, thank you so much, Angelique. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Taking a Walk, Music History on Foot. Find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, CastBox, or wherever you get your podcasts. And kindly leave us a review and share it with a friend. This episode and all Taking a Walk episodes are produced by Bob Malatesta. Thanks for listening. I'm Buzz Knight. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.